spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. Good evening, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the International Women's Motorsports Association. And it's my honor tonight to have as a guest, Dina Parisi. I met Dina a couple years ago at the PRI show in Indianapolis. She was a panelist with Pippa Mann and Elaine Larson, and they gave a great, um, great seminar about women in motorsports. And I was there that year as my first time at PRI sharing with people what I was doing with the IWMA. And, and I was so new that year, Dina, uh, that I didn't even have business cards yet. I walked around and handed out some flyers to people that I thought might be interested. So, no, And I think I still have that flyer somewhere, actually. <laughs> we've come a long way in a, in a year and a half. So first off, I just, uh, I'm gonna have you just tell us a little bit about yourself where you live, your family, what your hobbies and things are, and, and how did you get involved in racing? <laughs> that's, that's always the funny question for me. So Dina Parisi, um, I am currently right outside of Atlanta, but um, I'm from New York, so uh, you'll get the accent, I'm sure. That's what everyone tells me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's my husband and myself, my husband, Andrew, he's, um, we're married, it's gonna be 19 years, so we're together over 20. So uh, he's my car chief, my crew chief, um, occasionally the cook at home, which is kind of nice. And uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a good guy. I, I'm, very, I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky. And then there's Twizzler. She's down there, that's Twizzler the dog. So we are, that's, that's our little family, the three of us. And, um, and that's pretty much it. So I drive a 3,000 horsepower Cadillac. It's a pro mod. Her name is Stella. Uh, she was named after my grandma. Uh, my grandma had dementia um, before she passed, and um, she was. We were always super, super close. So um, when we first brought the car out, not now, but when we first brought it out, it was bright red, and my grandma used to have really bright red hair, and yeah. Every girl from New York needs a 3,000 horsepower Cadillac, right? And um, oddly, my grandma never drove. Um, so uh, so we named it Stella after, after her because we thought that it just needed like a cool name. And, it, and it's definitely, the fans have definitely gravitated to Stella for sure. Nice. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So did you, who got you involved in racing? How did you get the racing bug? So, um, I didn't start racing until I was in my 30s. So, I'm 51 now. I didn't start racing until I was in my 30s. And uh, I, <laughs> I had, my husband had, um, going back, uh, gosh, almost 20 years, um, to where my husband built a 67 Camaro. Uh, and it was supercharged, like mine had. It was blown. And um, it was about 1,100 horsepower. 
And I love that car. And my very first experience at the racetrack was at Maple Grove Raceway. And I loved everything about it. It was a super Chevy show, super family oriented. I love, um, I just love the camaraderie and the people. I fell in love with the sport. I had seen it on TV when it used to be on Why Well the Sports, which probably a lot of you are not going to know. They're not going to know what that is, but I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, look it up. And, uh, you know, so I had seen it on TV, but I had never been to a, dra a live drag race ever. And uh, I remember the very first time I watched that car go down the track and I just, I was in love with the sport. And his friend said to him, you have a, a problem on your hands. And he goes, why? Don't tell me she doesn't like it. He goes, no, <laughs> she likes it a little too much. Uh -huh. And that wound up being the case. So he built uh, his 53 Pro Mod because we used to have two. He built his 53 Pro Mod. And then I stepped into the 67, uh, drove that for a bit in super gas. It was, um, it ran like, high eights, low nines uh, in the quarter mile at about 150 miles an hour. And uh, I loved it, but I soon got, I hate to use the term bored, but kind of bored. I really wanted something more. Andrew had come home one day and he's like, ta-da. And I look outside and there's this Camaro RSSS nice in the driveway and i go that's great but i want to drive a pro mod and there was no way to do that with a steel bodied car so after i picked him up off the floor basically <laughs> he uh we made a couple of phone calls and uh my brother wound up buying that car and restoring it and he still has it and it's beautiful and um then we built the 63 which there's a you can see it back on yeah. the top of that picture. We built the 63 Corvette first. And her nickname was the Beast for quite obvious reasons and um and fielded her for a few years. So kind of the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. And now you live in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So what are you what are you doing in Georgia and what are you racing now? So uh, we're in Georgia. Um, I actually work part-time in a bridal salon, get myself out and away from everything else that I do. It gives me a little bit of a break, which is nice. Uh, and I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, so I have the Cadillac ProMod still. Uh, last year, um, Speedwire, Speedwire Systems, one of our marketing partners, is a Canadian company but yet they supported the new wrap that we have on the car, which is a military theme. I hate to use that. So, uh, it's kind of an homage to uh, military uh, armed forces and uh, first responders as okay. well. We do have a little bit on there for um, police and fire as well. Okay, Yeah. nice. And where do you race? Where do you go? So, well, we are drag racers. So for anyone out there who's not into the drag racing scene, uh, we go in a straight line, two cars, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, no turns. Um, if you're making a turn, you're in trouble. <laughs> there too. That's right. And, uh, yeah. You know, we say if you have to turn left, you're not going fast enough. Sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. what we've always said. And so we, we're pretty much up and down the East Coast, a little into the Midwest. We'd love to get to the West Coast. We just haven't, uh, we just, haven't been able to get out there just just yet although you know the marketing partners that we have have been 
phenomenal NF stuff by us. You know, we have Lucas Oil and CRC, um, DJ Safety, and uh, Wiseco, uh, Browbell Housing, and uh, Crank It Media. And I know you know about Crank It Media. Yeah, well. I do. Yeah, those are so, some yeah. really good, really good sponsors. One of the things that I'm doing with the IWMA is. I'm working with a couple of teams right now just to kind of get their feet wet and mine, but um, I'm helping them figure out about racing packages and what do you say? Because these are younger girls mm -hmm. that their parents said, you want to race, you got to figure this out. And, and you know, girls, teenage girls especially don't always listen to their parents. Mm -hmm. So having a different person try to help them talk about what do you say how do you dress and get those partners because you can't do it if you don't have people behind you that are supporting you so yeah you're lucky Absolutely. that you have those yeah and that we've had them for um you know we've been with lucas oil for a few years we've been with dj safety for a few years so we've had partners that have stuck by us um we're getting a late start this year and our you know our partners have been fully supportive so that's fantastic and you know, we're just, um, we're doing what we can. It's, it's become a very tough game uh, on the financial side. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything's bigger and better and more expensive. And that's right. the, you know, that, that is the way it is. But regardless of where we go, you know, we make sure that our marketing partners are taken care of. If I'm not going to hit the track, that's okay. If I go and do, um, you know, whether it's a car show or, or something of that nature, uh, or even just, you know, my taking care of my social media to make sure that their ROI is still met. That's really, that's super important to me right. uh, because it's super important to them. Yeah, they've been really good to us. Uh, they're all, all of their products and services we actually do utilize. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to turn around and say, yes, these are great products. This is a good service. So we you know, we can, we have that one-on-one -on -one where we can say to people, absolutely, we, re we recommend them highly because we use them as well. Right. And that, that's the thing that, in fact, we just had a, had a little, um, McKenna and I did a little webinar thing last night for the members, people that belong as members to the IWMA, because we try to give back to our members too, for supporting mm -hmm. us. And we just talked about that, you know, it's, it's not about just having it on the car nowadays. You have to do the whole package, the social media, the take your car to their business, all of that. And I think honestly, really, the younger kids get it better than the older ones. The, you know, the older generation still think it's enough to go around, have it on their car or their trailer. Where the younger generation is so ingrained in that social media mm -hmm. that they they get it, they get that that's what you need to do, which is is really cool because I think the marketing thing is fun for them because yeah. of social media. So um, I've been enjoying helping them. So now, when do you ever come to Michigan to race? We have a really good. Well, I have I've been to one thirty one. Twenty minutes from my house. I love that racetrack. Um, I, I have gone long at that racetrack once. Yeah. I did, yes. I went into the sand. I went to the beach there. Okay. Went to the beach without a bikini. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, but that's a great racetrack, great people. It is. Uh, I love the people there. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we get back there again. Yeah, I hope you do because like I said, that's close. I'd love to have you come back up here. And there's a great radio station that I, the last couple of times I've been there that I did the morning show um, with uh, Tony Gates and Michelle, which is um, on WLAV. Okay. Out of Grand Rapids. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite radio stations, actually. They're okay, super awesome. Nice yeah. Yeah. You'll definitely need to put that on your schedule and come back, come back yeah. and see us in I, Michigan. We'd like to. So Dina, what is your, let's go back. So your husband really was the one that got you started in racing. Does he still race or do are you the only one? He does not race. We actually had gotten rid of the second car to field. We had gotten rid of both Corvettes to field this one car. So, um, you know, he stepped out of his role as a driver really for, to support me. So uh, I kind of, I kind of can't say enough about that, you know, and he's, he, he is hands-on with everything he always was, you know, he used to, we used to have, have the two cars running and, you know, he would be changed and then in, in between rounds, you know, he'd be wrenching on the car, which is the same thing he does now, except now, you know, I have him yapping in my ear about something, you know, usually on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going up to the line or something and he's, you know, yeah. it's a, we're, we're probably one of those teams that if they say, Hey, we'd like to do a live of your radio transmission. Um, probably wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I got where you were headed. <laughs> I'm totally going to say, I'm going to say that out loud. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that makes it interesting. And, the fact that he's very supportive, again, you just can't say enough about a guy that, that loves racing and is supportive of his wife being the driver. So that's very cool. Yeah. He's bossy, but. Is he? Yeah. He's so the roles are kind of reversed a little he's bit. He's a total bossy pants, but, um, but it's my team. So ultimately, you know, I make the decisions. Um, the, the biggest thing about that, though, like all kidding aside, is the fact that he, and I'm not saying that other people don't, but you know, I'm very confident in the fact that he checks over everything. I'm not worried about my safety. You know, and the problem is we even have other people on the team that are helping us and he's still double checking everybody else, making sure that things are done. Yeah. Because it's his wife in the car. For I one. was just going to say that's you know? his wife going down the track. He's right. not taking any chances. Right. And even so, I mean, I'm sure all crew members do that with everybody and everybody has their has their jobs to do. And, you know, we have, you know, we have team meetings before, you know, when we have a few different crew members that will swap out and help us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I'm very lucky and blessed with the crew members that we have that help us. So, you know, it's kind of like we'll work for beer and food yeah. kind of thing a lot of the time. And, and we're thankful that they're willing to do that with us, you know? Right. Exactly. Cause you can't do it without, there's no way you and he could do it alone. And it's, it takes, it takes your team. And sometimes it's just because a lot of those people just want to be part of something, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they can't actually do the racing, but they want to be part of a team. And that's, that's a great yeah. way to do it. So we have, we have had a couple that were like, um, they wanted to do it. They love the idea. And then when they realized how much work it was, 
they were like, oh, deuces, I'm out. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, long up early, we're up early in the morning. Sometimes, sometimes we're not in bed till, you know, you're getting four hours sleep or whatever. It's, right. It's, it's a, it can be very grueling. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to take everything into account. Right. It's long days and it's hot days. And so you got to make sure that that you're all in because it's, it looks fun on the outside. Mm -hmm. But I just had a conversation with someone yesterday about that people that sit in the stands don't really have a clue what goes on. You know, all the preparation, all the hours in the shop, they really don't understand all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to go and be a honorary crew chief with someone to see that, you know, it takes a lot of money, takes a lot of time and, and you have to be really passionate about racing. To- that, even, that even goes to when something happens at the racetrack, either God forbid someone crashes or, uh, an aborted run or something of that nature where um, people say, you know, I mean, we're talking, let's say it's eighth mile, right? You're talking less than four seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, I still, I'm leaving off a clutch pedal. I still shift the car because that's how I choose to drive. Other drivers are a little bit different. It can be a little bit different. Everybody, you know, has their own comfort factor. And there's a lot that has to be done in that amount of time. Right. And when people, you know, get when the keyboard cowboys or the keyboard crew chiefs, as I like to call them, get out there and they're like, well, why didn't she do? And I'm like, so what I did, if you go on my YouTube page, you will see there's is a 15 minute video and it, it explains me. It's me sitting in the car in the shop, explaining everything, what everything is in the car. And then I actually explain the run piece by piece by piece okay from, from the burnout to the backup what's happening in the car what's happening with my you know with my crew guy why i won't put the car in first gear until he has eyes on me because what if he takes a step and he falls i don't want to run him over right you know there's a there's a lot that goes on with things that people may not pay attention to may not even realize that happens so yeah. i try to enlighten as much as i can That'd be a great video to share on my page, my Facebook page, because I think oh, sure. I'll send you the link. Yeah, that'd be great because knowledge is always good to share. And that, that mm-hmm. would be a cool video to share. So um, how about other women? Are there a lot of other women when you go to, to race or is it mostly men? You know what? There are way more women, I think, than people realize. So um, I've been in, in, Pro mod for for quite some time. I've been driving a pro mod for almost uh, for like 18 years now. So um, it's been a while for me, you know. And, and there were people in the past that had driven pro mod that have become my friends now. You know, Annette Summer and uh, Carolyn Melende, and these were people that you know that I looked up to, and that you know we're all now friendly. But you know, I was kind of late to the game. Mm-hmm. So um, I watched them, but I was not really in at the racetrack. So we'd become friends kind of later on. And, uh, you know, these people, you know, like 
a friend of mine, Carol Long, you know, she's been, she's been in this game for a very long time. And so we, there are a lot of women kind of plucked around in different, uh, in different areas of the sport and in, uh, you know, different classes. So yeah. I think there's a lot more than people realize everything, you know, from motorcycle, of course, up to, you know, up to funny car and everywhere in between. Oh, I agree. When I, I didn't follow drag racing a whole lot until I got really here. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a short track, you know, asphalt. That's kind of what's close to Kalamazoo. But um, when I went up to 131 last summer, I went several times and especially those little junior dragsters, lots of little girls, a lot more women than you would think. So that was, that was fun. I, I enjoyed meeting those ladies. And when I first started the association, I knew there were a lot of women involved in motorsports, but I really didn't have a clue how many. It's been, it's been overwhelming somewhat, not in a bad way, right. but there's just so right so many more women and, and so many in the drag racing arena that I, I would have not thought that. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been even more man dominated, but it's, it's been really fun to meet all those ladies. So yeah, yeah lots of fun. What's your favorite thing about race day? Well, I mean, the racing of course is always fun. I love the, I love, competition you know I was a competitive figure skater as a kid so I've always been into the competition side of it uh, and then you know of course there's always the fans I mean it's always nice to have that support from um, you know just from random people being so supportive it's 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 really nice to have someone cheering for you mm -hmm. you know and i mean i'm a regular gal that's totally lucky to get to do something super cool that's you know i you know people know and i'm like yeah i'm just you know i'm just a regular gal that's kind of how i figure myself you know but um but it is it's very humbling to see that that you know when people are so excited to meet you it's it's still very it's a very humbling experience yeah yeah so I noticed the ice capades behind you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So there's a good story for that. Uh, my mom stole that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom stole that I, and, um, from the arena. It was one of my very first shows back years ago. Um, it was like in 89, I think. And... Uh, my mom stole it from the arena and she's like, I have a present for you. I'm like, oh, she's like, I stole it. I'm like, oh my God. That's too funny. Yeah. So um, what, what mothers won't do for their kids. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> she's still crazy. Uh, so yeah, I skated for ice capades for about four years. I was a competitive figure skater as a kid and I skated for ice capades for about four years. And uh, it was a you know, that was a great gig. I loved it. And then after my husband and I got married, I did a couple of shows, um, traveled a little bit. And, you know, I always equate the show skating to the drag racing. And I know people think that's really strange, but they're um, very compatible because uh, like in the show world, we used to travel uh, from place to place, week to week. And, um, we would, you know, meet the fans at the back door and sign autographs, much like you would do in your pit area. Right. And many times we would see the same year if we went somewhere 
a second time or a third time, you, you would see the same locals that worked at the arena. Right. So we would see the same people working there, just like we do at the racetrack. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I was, I just tell people I traded my, my sequins for a fire suit and my skates for <laughs> tires and yeah. everything's the same, just minus the false lashes. I can't seem to get those under my helmet. But. It really is a lot the same when you think about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Because I've met, as I've gone to different tracks and I've met people and then when you go back to that track, it's kind of like old home week, you know, the people that have worked there and then the people that race and you become friends with, with yeah. those people. So yeah. there's a lot of good benefits about being in the racing sport. I think as compared to other sports, one, you're much more able to interact with the drivers. And it, to me, it's just more of a family deal where, it's, I don't know, I, maybe I'm prejudiced, probably, but I do like all kinds of sports, but racing really is my favorite, for sure. I always say the best part about drag racing is every ticket is a pit pass, so, you know, every one of the fans or, uh, and people that come in, you know, they have access to us, and no disrespect to NASCAR, but you don't have that in NASCAR unless you have a golden ticket. You're not getting into that garage area. Right. But for us... You know, they, they come on in, they get to see, you know, if we have a marketing partner, they get to see their brand and logo yeah. on the car. They get to ask us questions about it. You know, we're super one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. and they get to see the cars up close. Right. You know, they're not just going around and, and waiting to see what's, you know, they can, they can yeah. check everything out. So I think that's one of the nicest things about our sport is it is so one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. You know, we're very one-on-one -on -one with our fans and, and the people that follow us. Yeah, that's I agree. Cool. And that's only good for your marketing partners. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, absolutely. So what have I not asked you about that you'd like to share with our listeners? So kind of a cool thing right now. I haven't really done an official relaunch, but our website has a little bit of a new look thanks to Crank It Media. It looks pretty cool, a little different. Okay. Um, we, needed a, we needed some change. And um, I actually just wrote, so I just launched a new program, not a program, a new um, blog uh, for myself, and it's going to be every Wednesday. Okay. called Woman Crush Wednesday. Yeah. And so it's going to be, you know, who inspires me? And uh, my very first was uh, my very first Woman Crush Wednesday was, was regarding Miss Bonnie Burkett, mm -hmm. who, um, if people don't know who she is, uh, she was funny card champion IHRA. And uh, she's got an NHRA divisional title. She's, uh, and she's uh, multiple, multiple, uh, you know, uh, in multiple Hall of Fames. So, uh, and she's just a wonderful person. So knowing that I got into this game a little bit late, uh, she became a friend of mine and a mentor and, and uh, I love her to death. She's sweet. So it's, there's kind of a neat little blog on there if anybody wants to check it out. But yeah, um, I saw it. I shared it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's, uh, she's definitely one of the people that, I mean, you know, she beat breast cancer. She, you know, that the crash that she had almost killed her and, it, she just keeps it moving. Yeah. She just keeps it moving. <laughs> yes. You've got, yeah. if you're not, what is it they say? If you're not growing, you're dying. So yeah, exactly. Keep, keep going. Keep going. 
Exactly. So, uh, you know, and we have, uh, I've signed on as a spokesperson for uh, Comfort Crew for Military Kids, which is an amazing charity. Uh, they do a lot of work with, uh, with military personnel, children. And um, if, uh, if, God forbid, they are injured or KIA, they especially kind of take them under their wing. They have some great programs and uh, you, can, you can look under our partners tab and find okay. uh, their link and, and find some more out about them. So I'm sure we'll have some more stuff coming up in the future. April is uh, the month of the military child. So okay. I'm sure we'll be doing some stuff in April. All right, so tell us how to find you on social media. So I'm pretty easy to find. Everything is D Parisi Racing. So that's, I'm pretty easy to find everywhere. There is no kind of man behind the curtain. It's it's all me. And um, and then I was referring to the website. Um, you can click on there and see, you know, I do a lot of motivational speaking and keynote speaking. And, uh, and I'm running a mentorship program now as well for, uh, because I was an athlete also uh, being a figure skater and a gymnast. So it's for elite, elite athletes, racers, um, you know, whomever would want to sign up. But, you know, there's a lot uh, regarding communication and, yeah. you know, how you need to be doing interviews and uh, what you need to be doing interviews. So, uh, and I do that on the corporate side as well. Okay. So, you know, so for, you know, client, worker to client relationships and yeah. that type of thing. So it's a, it's a good program. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's right, okay. on, right on the front page. Dink, of all right. Sounds, that sounds great. I, I think that's all, that's all good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> we, I try to keep it positive. You know, those days where you're just dragging and you're like, I got to keep it positive. I gotta keep it positive. I, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, negativity breeds negativity, but positivity does the same thing. So the more positive we are, mm -hmm. hopefully the people around us are that that way as well. Yeah, so. I always say don't don't feed into the negativity. It's no. going to be there. No, no matter how hard you try, it's always going to be there. But it's a downhill slide, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you just have to fight against it. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dina, it's been great talking to you. Um, any last words that you want to share with our listeners before we say goodbye? Oh, that's it. I think the biggest thing is be good to one another. Like I'm just seeing too much junk on social media. So think before you hit that send button yeah. and, uh, you know, if you need to get it out and then erase it, do so, but just be good to one another. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you took time to spend with us tonight and, um, I know we're going to do a story about you in the magazine coming up. So that'll yes, be fun. I'm excited. That'll be fun to have that uh, coming up soon. So thanks again for being on the show and uh, hopefully you'll get to Michigan. And we can come and watch your race. I hope so. I would love that. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to racing girls rock podcast. Follow us on Facebook at international women's motorsports association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com.